0: Gentlemen,
1: listen up. Nah, 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 nah. Welcome to the Hospitality Cash Flow Podcast. Podcast. Learn how to leverage multifamily and residential properties to provide short term housing accommodations for high paying clients. With years of experience in hospitality and sales and marketing, your host, Noble Crawford, invites you to listen in and access these gems as he shares the mic with some of the biggest influencers in the game. Rocking with the best. His expert panel of guests share their knowledge, best practices, strategies and resources to help you generate crazy cash flow combining real estate and hospitality so listen up. here we go all right folks welcome to another episode of the hospitality cash flow podcast i am your host noble crawford and i am super excited today to uh, bring on a gentleman who is an absolute beast in the short-term rental space a brother that i have had the great pleasure of getting to know over the last several years and so My special guest for today is Jeremy Nixon. Jeremy Nixon is the founder of Stay Nixon, a short-term hospitality brand uh, based here in Texas, in in, in my great state of Texas. And uh, so I'm going to let Jeremy take a few moments to kind of introduce himself and tell him tell tell everyone a little bit about himself. So, Jeremy, man, welcome to the show. So glad to have you.
0: Yeah, yeah, man. Thank you for the for the kind words, man. <laughs> Noble, no was my guy. So, as you mentioned, yes, uh, I do own a short term rental uh, hospitality brand based out of San Antonio, Texas. Uh, I own that with my wife, um, man. We started this thing about five years ago today, and uh, it's it's amazing to see how far uh, we've come, man. But but yeah, uh, we uh, you know we own a own a business out of San Antonio, and 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 and, and
1: yeah, so. That's where we are. Awesome. 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 So tell us, man, like um. so let's let's go back a little bit. Let's go back to the beginning of the journey. Right. So what were you doing prior to entering this, uh, you know, the short term rental industry?
0: Yeah. So, oh, man, uh, I was uh, I was active duty military, man. So uh, I was active duty and my wife was a full time nurse and uh dude we we were we were sucking man we (laughs) we we were hurting uh uh the nine to five was really killing us uh we were working about 12 13 hour shifts every day and we and we really just hated life man so uh that's what kind of sparked us uh, starting
1: a short-term rental uh company awesome awesome well first of all brother man first of all, appreciate your service, uh, appreciate the uh, sacrifice you have made, uh, for our country. And, uh, and, and so, so what I, one of the things that I think is exciting, super exciting is the fact that, um, and, and the listeners may not know, but you actually jumped into short-term rentals while you were still in the military. Is that correct? Yes. Yes. Awesome. Awesome. So how did you, you know, so first of all, like, how did you get started being that you were, you know, full-time military, you had those, you know, those responsibilities, you know, your wife, she's doing her thing. She has her responsibilities. How did you guys kind of get started and, and, and and get your first few doors and, and get everything going? Yeah. So
0: we, um, like I said, man, we were, we were just so over our uh, uh, current nine to fives. Uh, We were willing to do whatever, uh, whatever it took to get out of that situation. Uh, So I remember coming home and I was on YouTube and I was just typing up, you know, how to get into real estate. And um, I thought I was going to end up doing like the fix and flip thing. And then I you know, I came across a YouTube video talking about short term rentals and I was like, you know what? I, I like that. I like that. I was uh, spending probably somewhere between 30, 45 minutes every day on Zillow looking at my dream home anyway. So I'm like, yeah, you know, <laughs> let me let me let me see if I can lock something in by way of short term rental. So uh, I end up um, taking a uh, taking a master class and I showed it to my wife. Uh, she was interested. I got her on board. Uh at that time I want to say we paid maybe about $1500 for a course, we invested about $1500, man. We went through the course and uh and, and yeah, man, uh a couple months later, uh we started uh we actually started looking at properties um and, and and we ended up getting a yes maybe another month after that. And uh from there, man, we we we, you know, it was history. It was history, man. So we got that first, we got our first four units. Uh, added another one like 30 days later. And then ever since
1: then, we've just been adding on, adding on, adding on. Awesome. Love it. Love it. Love it. So you hit on a couple of things there I want to unpack. So, one, you said that y'all made an investment in yourselves. Right. Yeah. And so I want to make sure the listeners don't list don't 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 lose that point because um that's so critical, right? You got to be willing to get the knowledge and get the education and 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 then you know have the right mindset and then take action. But you started by making that investment into your future, which is a is is a key component, right? And so then fast forward. You guys are getting ready to get your first unit. So it sounds to me like uh, and, and if, I, if I heard you correctly, you said it was about a, a month or so later that you were able to to uh, go out and acquire your first unit. Is that correct?
0: Yeah. yeah. So we uh, now in, in that process, we we got a lot of no's. You know, we got a we got a lot of uh, uh, people turning us away and we even got burnt on. On one opportunity out there in Austin, which kind of led us to Mm. to start in San Antonio. I love Austin, but man, y'all y'all did us dirty. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) but yeah, so we uh, I mean, it took us about thirty. It took us about thirty to forty-five days before we got a before we got a yes.
1: Okay, okay. I think that's so important because people like, you know, people like yourselves that are watching YouTube videos, maybe they heard a podcast, maybe they, you know, saw some gurus on social media or whatever, and they see that people are picking up like all of these properties and having all the success and they don't understand like it's not immediate. Right. It's not like hitting a light switch. Like you have to go out and actually pound the pavement and do the work. And right. And so for you guys to me, like 45 days is quick. We were in like month four, I think. Right. So, we, <laughs> so, 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 so that's fire right there to be able to do it that quickly. And so you ended up getting your first few doors and then how did you get to the point to where, um, to where, well, first of so first of all, let's back up. So how did you, um, How did you handle the investment into those first those first handful of doors? Because that's a roadblock for some people. Um, You know, they may be wondering, like, you know, how do I get the money to get get this off the ground? Obviously, you were doing sounds like arbitrage with apartments. So 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 what did that look like as far as you putting the investment up?
0: Yeah. So we, man, look, man, we, uh, you know, at that time I didn't know any better. Right. So they, I, I don't want y'all to judge me you now. I know better <laughs> now. Right. So, but at that time I leveraged my, my, my credit, right. So I had a, my credit score was, uh, probably right under 800. So I leveraged my credit score. I took out a personal loan, I took out a $60,000 personal loan. And then with that, I set up my first five units. So we set up four, and we ended up having a uh, uh, money left over and we set up another one right so that's that's what I did I didn't really have uh, any type of credit at the time uh, any business credit really even personal credit um you know obviously I just didn't know what I what I, what I didn't know at the time. And then I, I didn't really have any cash to use. We had just paid for a wedding. We just spent about $30,000 on a wedding. So when I told you we purchased that course for $1,500, like all we had to our name at that time was about $3,500. we spent about half of that on the course. And we would, I just said, we're not going to fail, man. Like I, w- yeah. I was not going to allow myself to fail. And, and you know, then i I brought my wife into it, so I'm like,
1: this has to work, right. and it works. So luckily for me, it worked. <laughs> love it, love it. that's awesome, that's awesome. So um so 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 you took you t- you took a you you bet on yourself for the most part yeah. and uh, it, it turned out well. I, I I this is a no judgment podcast right here, so I'm not mad at you for tapping into your credit, <laughs> right? <laughs> and so so I get it. So fast forward. Um, so then you, 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 you have your first, uh, you know, five, half a dozen doors or whatever. Um, how quickly were you able to scale that up and, you know, and what is, what did that look like? And like, where are you at today? Absolutely, man. So, uh, basically we set up the first
0: five, this was, uh, I remember the, the exact date is May 25th. Uh, uh, 2018 I wasn't even ready to go live uh, I thought I was ready I wasn't even ready and um, so we went live May 25th 2018 uh, about um, by the end of the year actually I want to say January uh, of uh, 2019 we set up another five uh, and then what we were doing at that time um, man it was crazy we were netting probably about 1500 um, a bedroom. We, we had all one bedrooms at that time. We're netting about $1,500. Uh, my debt repayment was about $1,300 a month. So we were taking home probably right over a little over $5,000 in profit. All we did was just stack that up. And then uh, we end up reinvesting all the money that we made from the business back into the business to get more. Mm. Money. And we just lived off of our, you know, our nine to five income. Uh, and that's, that's pretty much literally, we did that like every, six months or so we would set up another five set up 10 here set up another six you know we just did that all the way up until uh until last year actually uh, and then last year we made our biggest jump we were at like 27 then we set up another 14 and got us to 41 or whatever um so it's the same the same thing man and sprinkle in a little bit of business credit because i learned about business credit on along the way and some other financing options so Uh, yeah, man, that's how we got to, uh, that's how we got to where we are today.
1: Awesome. 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 So I I want, I want people to catch this. So, um, this is key because I've seen other people enter in the space and make this mistake and then they end up going under, um, you guys reinvested your revenue back into the business. Over and over and over again. Right. Right. Um, and created that, that, that large pool of capital. And so what I've seen so many people do, especially people starting, um, you know, they want to quit their job. They want to do this, that other, be an entrepreneur. And so they'll spend their revenue as personal, like it's personal income and they'll try to live off there. And then 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 when things because this business, you know, we know it ebbs and flows. There's some seasonality and peak periods and down times. But then, you know, when things get tight, they don't have that cash reserve because they haven't put that money back into the business. Right. Right. So I think that's that's an excellent point that you made that people should definitely take away so so fast forward right so you're, you're, you've scaled up now at some point uh because i caught where you said uh over this past year you added those extra you know a dozen plus doors um but we left out a small part and that was covid right so let's back up a little <laughs> bit because <Yeah. laughs> as we all know like uh COVID did some damage to some people you know made some companies go under yep. this that and the other and so you're operating um, in your, in your property and is this property, are are these units spread out? Are they all in one location? Mm -hmm. Like, what does that look like? And then how did you weather the whole COVID storm? Yeah. So, um, great question. So, yeah, so all of these, uh, apartment
0: units that I have in San Antonio, they're in one location, man, one building, uh, which is uh, is phenomenal for me. Uh, you know, some people are like, ah, that's too risky, but I love it, man. I'm able to run like a hotel style operation out of there. And, Mm. uh, so, so I I love it, but yeah, so these are all, uh, one location and, uh, so COVID man, COVID hits and, um, you know, it obviously it's, 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 it's scary. Um, you know, I'm like, uh, dude, I, we lost like, uh, over 70,000 in in revenue in one day, man, just cancellations. And I'm like, what is going on? Like, what is going on? And I mean, we had to react so quickly, uh, like so quickly. And um, I mean, we just did what we, what we, what we knew, what we knew, like what we knew best, man. And that was basically reaching out and just uh, um continuing to develop relationships, relationships that we already built. Um, just reaching out and seeing if we can, you know, provide. Any, any sort of lodging or if there was a need for lodging, tapping into the local community. Um, man, we reached out to just about everybody you can think of, man, schools, uh, hospitals, uh, everybody you can think of. And mm-hmm. um, I think that's what really, um, our sense of urgency, uh, we didn't really wait. We got on it like ASAP. Because um, when you when you see that, like when you, s- you have that big of a loss in like one day, you know, it's, it's it came to a point where <laughs> I looked at Janice and I'm like, look, we, we got to figure this out uh, like right now or, you know, we failure wasn't an option. So we just, right. you know, we 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 uh we, we toughened it out and uh, we got very creative. We got very creative. And um, man, I'm, I'm proud to say um, by April 22nd, and I remember this to this date because, it, you know, I'd always remember it. by April 22nd, we were back at over 90 percent occupancy. Um, yeah, we were back at over 90 wow. percent. I, I want to say 92 percent occupancy. Obviously, uh, you know, our rates was a little bit lower. You know, right. r- rates weren't the same, but we were back at 92 percent occupancy, man. So I, I for me, that was a win. We were definitely able to at least break even at that point. Um, and a lot of companies weren't. They weren't. A lot of companies went uh, uh, bankrupt a lot of our competitors and um so so yeah
1: wow wow that is that is amazing that's phenomenal so um so you're in this 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 one building you got all right. of your doors in there yep. covid hits you realize a seventy thousand dollar hit in one day which is unfathomable <laughs> so um so so your competitors so obviously there's um you know there's some other operators in in that building right um so what did ha- you know what did that look like for them like how did they manage it yeah so um you know this was actually
0: um it started off as a as a really really bad situation and it it actually turned into uh one of the best situations you, you could hope for and what i mean yeah. by that is Uh, At that time, you had Stay Alfred, who was actually right down the street. Uh, Stay Alfred actually ended up going bankrupt. Um, You also have Front Desk, who was right down the street. Uh, Front Desk had to uh, reduce the amount of units they had in the city significantly. Mm -hmm. Um, And at the time, the biggest player in the city was Sonder. Uh, Sonder was actually in the same building as us. Uh, we had about this around the same amount of units at that time, over 20 some units. And um, Sonder ended up, um, you know, they ended up backing out completely from the apartment complex. And uh, for whatever reason, you know, it, that left that left a bad taste in the, uh, you know, in the management, uh, uh, you know, it left a bad taste with the management. And um, so now it, the management, <laughs> they ended up uh, <laughs> coming to us like, hey, you you know, this is what Sardar just did. So uh, we're, we're, we're pretty much expecting that from you. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and, um, and then but, you know, what we did. Uh, we proactively reached out and said, Hey, look, you know, this is the situation obviously it's affecting everybody. Hey, let's come up with just a payment plan. Um, You know, obviously we're going to be late uh, on the, uh, on April's rent, just from the effects of March. Uh, But Hey, here's a plan uh, to where we can be all caught up literally by, by June, like June 1st, we'll literally be caught up, you know? And then so uh, by us doing that, uh, man, our relationship just became that much stronger. We just built a, a really great bond. Um, and then, uh, you know, from there, uh, after they saw that we kept our word and we made our payments on time, yep. cause like I said, we had no choice that, you know, we had to get back at, on track. Right. So, um, we were good to go, man, probably by June, uh, at that point, uh, I start getting more involved with the, with the ownership. They wanted to do a little bit more talking, you know, I guess they, you know, they, they, <laughs> they said, okay, this guy is uh, you know, this, this guy is honorable. Uh, and um, since then, man, we've, we've been offered other opportunities from that uh, from that uh, uh, from the owners uh, from properties that they also uh, own out of the state, but you know, just didn't make sense for us at the time, but yeah, long story short, it actually helped us uh, in the long run just to, just to build that relationship. So
1: man that is uh wow that is amazing amazing journey so uh you know making it through the adversity and then you know competing head to head with by far probably the biggest player in our industry right right? and surviving while they exited they chose to exit continuing to build that that relationship with the property owners and 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 then double down you know double doubling down on you know uh you know making sure that you do what you say you're going to do right and uh and and making sure that you do you you pay your rent and you're not in arrears and and doing an honorable thing so Man, that is that's phenomenal. So big, big congrats on on even, uh, you know, being in a <laughs> being in the position to uh, to run with the big boys like that. That's that's amazing. So yeah. one thing that I do know, right, is that none of that would have been possible if with especially with that number of doors, if you didn't have your operations dialed in. Yes, right. sir. Yes, because uh, that that is so critical. and A lot of people miss this. So we're going to we're going to pivot a little bit because I want to touch on that. A lot of people miss like, you know, the importance of ha- ha- having your operations dialed in, you know, having your team in place, you know, having your systems, you know, on point. And so, you know, like I always say, you know, this, this business is heavily dependent upon people, processes and systems. Right. And so um, so if you could like kind of. Take us through like operationally, you know, what your what your company looks like and some of the things that you've put in place and implemented to not only help you to, you know, run the number of units that you're currently running, but to, you know, also help you kind of get through the time period that you you did uh, with COVID and everything.
0: Absolutely. So um, a lot of the people, the people may not know, um, you know, from the very beginning. You know, we never lived in San Antonio. So I was always operating this uh, from at least two hours away because I, so I, I was two hours yeah. north of San Antonio in Fort Hood. Right. So from the very beginning, we had to uh, set this up <laughs> to be able to uh, operate on its own uh, with little involvement uh, from myself or, or my wife. Right. Love it. So, love it. Um, what that meant for us, uh, we, we, we had to thoroughly think this through. Uh, me having a military background, um, the, the operational piece wasn't as challenging. Um, that that kind of just came natural. Uh, so uh, creating SOPs and, uh, you know, all of that, it, it just kind of just came, it just came natural. Um, I know it, it's probably a, a challenge for people. I don't like to do it anymore. But, you know, when I had to do it, uh I, I was very thorough, very, very thorough. Um I use uh I leverage tools like Loom. Um they have uh, they have Otter now. Um those any type of you know audio recording or video recording um software, uh we leverage those type of uh, uh softwares to basically build out SOPs. Uh we hired a team of uh, VAs that were able to, uh, operate 24 seven. We still have that team today. So our customer experience team, uh, is, is around the clock. Um, we basically had on site, uh, cleaners, and then also operations assistants or runners, if you will. Um, we had that from the very beginning. Uh, so, you know, we checked all those boxes, like literally at, at, at unit one. Um, mm. so, so yeah i mean that's and that's what our team looks like today you add on a operations manager we have a hospitality manager um i have a a a chief of operations or a wife if you want to
1: if you will (laughs) (laughs) love
0: it love it yeah yeah
1: yeah so 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 let's break down a couple things so uh so, if you can explain to the listeners, like for those who may not be familiar, like what SOPs are, um, this this Loom tool, this Otter tool, how how you use that in your organization, um, and then I want to get into some of those like different positions that you have. Also,
0: yeah, absolutely. So, um, as far as the um, uh, the Loom video, um, so Loom is just it's as simple as, uh, or excuse me, SOPs. Uh, SOPs are just standard operating procedures. Uh, you have SOPs in place um, in order for um, basically like instructions, right? Instructions uh, to operate your business, if you will, or, or any piece or part of your business. So in the event that, you know, I'm not there, someone has to step in, they should be able to look at your SOPs and they should be able to continue on with your business In your absence. Right. So that's how, you know, you have a a good or decent SOPs. Right. So uh, Mm -hmm. you want to make those as thorough as possible. A tool that you can use uh, in order to create a very thorough uh, set of SOPs. uh, You can you can utilize like a a software like Loom. So what Loom does, um, you know, I can create a video or even audio uh, and basically I can I can talk to you. Uh, or I can instruct someone on how to do something. I can share my screen. uh, And then what that does is uh, that will record that and it will store it. And then I can use that video, basically walking somebody through step-by-step how to complete a task or whatnot. And then now that becomes your SOP. The reason why that's so powerful is because you don't actually have to sit there and write it out or type it out. And because you don't have to do that, you can turn a, 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 you know, what would have been an hour long, two hour long task into like a five minute task.
1: Love it. Love it. Love it. Yeah. I loom is, uh, is, is awesome. So folks, if you are uh, not using it, definitely check it out. Um, so I think you made some great points there. One, you're operating remotely from day one. So for you, uh, so for one, that's proof of concept right there that anybody can do this business remotely. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, if if you have to. And so, but for one, Um, operating remotely you had to have all your your tools and systems in place uh, because you weren't able to be that on-site person there, boots on the ground um you know day in and day out and so uh so having those tools like loom awesome uh to be able to kind of build out like you said your your standard operating procedures your sops um and and then uh you know the, the the business should be able to buy a by effect basically um you know run on its own with the uh, with with your team being able to access these different videos and instructions and things like that so love that love that and then you mentioned another one otter yep i think it was so what is that exactly and how
0: does that work so otter is also awesome so now otter what that would do is and it's free um but it will record your conversation and it will transcribe your conversation in real time Right, mm. so you can even connect Otter to uh, other um, like video uh, uh, recording devices or whatnot, and it'll do video, and then you, Otter will also do audio. So uh, Otter is another another great tool if you want to um, transcribe your conversations in real time. So you can pair up Loom with Otter uh, and, and do some phenomenal things. Oh, now, nice. I use I use Otter all the time. Yeah, I use it all the time.
1: Nice. Nice. Love it. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. All right. So, so, so folks, um, this is good stuff here. So make sure you're taking notes because, um, these are tools that can help you kind of, um, make sure you have your systems on point. So let's pivot a little bit. Um, because you talked about some different positions that you have on your team, right? right? Um, so, um, starting with like, you know, I don't know, maybe the, the most simplistic ones, obviously everybody needs cleaners, you know, I think you mentioned VAs, but can you like break down a few of those positions, kind of what you have them do in some of those different roles on your team? Absolutely. So, uh, you know, let's start with the, let's start with the
0: cleaner. So, uh, you know, obviously, uh, <laughs> they're, they're going to clean, right? So <laughs> that's pretty straightforward, but, uh, we actually have our, our cleaners or housekeepers, uh, go through an extensive training. Uh, which is which is kind of led by our operations manager but they go through an extensive training uh, because we do need uh, those housekeepers to get in and out of the unit uh, within uh, within an hour so mm-hmm. one bedrooms we have them in and out with somewhere between 45 minutes to an hour and we we give a little extra grace for the two bedrooms but for the most part uh, hours the uh is the max, right? So, uh, we, we train them they get in and out. So we we usually get them from the, uh, they usually have to have some sort of hotel experience, uh, for us to, to, to bring them in house, uh, for our operations assistants or runners, uh, those individuals are, um, basically going through, uh, helping, uh, um, restock our storage units. Uh, they're going through, um, doing audits on units, um, um, uh, definitely quality control checks. Um, they they are basically our eyes and ears on ground, right? So that is their role. Um, now, both of those positions, operations assistants and the uh, housekeepers are over, overseen by our operations manager. So we actually have an operations manager. Uh, <laughs> funny that she came from, uh, <laughs> she actually helped build front desk. Uh, ah. You know, she was the, uh, the, the uh, Southwest uh the southwest uh, region the the manager for the southwest region but anyway Mm -hmm. so uh, she came on uh she came on over and and, uh, she's she's actually in charge of overseeing all of that um Mm -hmm. so and then on the hospitality side uh we have um like i was telling you the um the five um Uh, virtual assistants and that uh, makes up our 24 7 customer service team Uh, they respond to any guest inquiries Uh, they manage reservations uh, alterations um, and 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 everything else everything else that you can think of Uh, they are oversaw or uh, they are overseen by our hospitality manager our hospitality manager uh is the one that um uh, basically um yeah, they, they do just about everything, uh, or oversee everything that the uh, the uh, virtual assistants would be responsible for. In addition to uh, communicating with our our owners, um, the owners that we you know manage properties for, because we do we we did kind of step into that. We don't just manage our properties; we also manage properties for other individuals. Uh, so you know we we can go through the i don't know if you want to go uh, uh, go through the whole team but
1: <laughs> Now, th- this that this is awesome. So, you know, I- I've known you for some time, but I- I've, you know, never fully grasped the, the you know, the breakdown of how your 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 organization is divided up. So that that is um, that's pretty awesome. So um, I-, I-, I do want to do this because I think um, for the listeners, you have really just in a short amount of time, you have really given people the blueprint from start for, you know, for starting and scaling. Right, their their short term rental business, and and a lot of that started with one again, like I mentioned before, is, is 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 you bet on yourself. You made an investment in yourself. You and your wife, y'all had the mentality of you know we're we're, we're gonna make it work at any cost. Um, and and then you 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 went to work, right? And so uh, so then you developed relationships along the way. You know, you were very honorable with your intentions and what you, uh, you know, what you doing, what you said you were going to do, right. Which in, improved those relations. You were uh, intentional about putting your, uh, revenue back into the business, which I think is ex- is extremely important, especially for people getting started. Um, and, um uh, And then leveraging that so that you can scale incrementally, you know, in blocks and uh, ultimately get to where, you know, get to where you're at now and having the type of team that you have built out to this point where your operation uh, financially can support that size of a team. Um, So that is that's absolutely phenomenal. And you've had the good fortune as of late. And we'll kind of segue into that of getting. You know, kind of stepping really into a new side of the business on the on on the uh, on the property management side. So can you touch on that a little bit and kind of what prompted you to kind of move into that and try something new and, uh, and and what you're looking to accomplish on that side?
0: Absolutely, man. So um, you know, obviously, uh, we we learned a lot of lessons over the years, right? We, <laughs> you know, COVID and and uh, you know, with the with the economy today, you know, there are a lot of uncertainties, right? So uh, what we thought would be you know, would be smart uh, in today's climate is to definitely mitigate risk. right? Um, and, and diversify, you know, our portfolio, right? So uh, up until you know last year, we were just straight rental arbitrage. Uh, so we said, hey, you know what? Let's actually start managing properties for for other individuals. We we've been approached to to manage properties. I can't even tell you how many times, how many times we passed up on it. And I'm I finally looked at my wife. We just, said, why are we doing it? Like, why are we? Why are we not just managing? Like, <laughs> like we're the best at this. Like, why are we not just? You know, so and then we said, you know what, like, yeah, let's do it. It makes sense, right? So um it, it definitely helped us uh diversify within our own business. And then uh, now we're also looking at, to purchase a, a, a as well, right? So we want to purchase, we got rental arbitrage, we you know, we'll be doing management, uh, and that's just the you know, that's just the just the tip of the iceberg, man. We got
1: a lot more coming too. Awesome. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Uh, So, yeah. And I think you guys, um, you're going to crush it um, in any capacity that you're playing in the space. So looking forward to uh, seeing the continued growth and progress there. So before we close out Jeremy, man, uh, what would be, what would be one piece of advice that you would give for someone who's either starting or someone hey they maybe have you know their first few doors but they have an interest in in scaling like what's one piece of advice that you would give them man
0: i would i would definitely say don't be afraid to just step out there man don't be afraid mm-hmm. to step out there and don't be afraid to bet on yourself um you know if you just 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 take the time to to strategize um if you're hungry you'll get there you'll get there. You put in the work, you will get there. i tell you one thing. I am not the, clearly I was in the army, so I'm not, definitely not the smartest. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'm not the smartest. (laughs) So, but, but, you know, if you're the, whoever's the most consistent, man, you show up every day. That's all I did in the army. I showed up every day. I wasn't the smartest in the army, but I won a ton of awards and people just love me, man. I show up every day. I'm just consistent and just be yourself every day work hard. You'll get there. You'll get, I guarantee you, you will get there. There's a lot of people that are going to be smarter. They're going to be, they're going to be whatever, but they're not going to be consistent. They're going to show up half the time. They're going to take days off. As long as you're consistent, man, you'll get whatever you, whatever you're trying to achieve.
1: Oh, I love it. I love it. Consistency, showing up, um, doing the work, man. Jeremy, man, hey, this has been uh, an absolute pleasure, man, having you on the show. We appreciate you uh, stop, stopping in with us and, and conversating and giving people the, the, the game. And uh, so if anyone wants to connect with you and reach out to you um, with questions, you know, opportunities, even like whatever the case is, what is the best way for them to connect with you? Absolutely, man. So definitely uh, if you're looking to uh, become a
0: client, uh, check us out uh, at <laughs> statenixon.com Or if you want to uh, follow us on social media, uh, you can check out uh, Instagram at, uh, at StayNixon.
1: Uh, so those are probably two best ways to, to reach out. Awesome. Awesome. Well, folks, we will have that information in the show notes as well. And I can tell you just from having recently watched this brother speak on stage, um, he is a phenomenal speaker. So uh, if you look up for speakers, I'm going to say the Jeremy's available. Uh, other podcast hosts, <laughs> I'll say also the journey is available. Exceptional speaker. So, man, appreciate you tapping in with us today, providing so much value, man. We're going to keep, keep keep in touch with you and be following your journey and wish you all the best. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, man. All right, folks. There you have it. Another successful episode of the Hospitality Cash Flow Podcast. I am Noble Crawford, and we will see you next week.